0: i and this is Havala's Podcast. Today, we're starting a brand new series here on the podcast about cultivating healthy relationships. We are going to have a couple weeks, well, actually five weeks in a row on relationships. We're going to have someone talk about being single, someone talk about being married, someone talk about having kids, somebody talking about a blended family, so there's going to be a lot of guests on this podcast in the next five weeks, and you don't want to miss it, but today, we're starting off the series with none other than my husband, Ben Cunnington, and we're going to talk about marriage, cultivating healthy marriage, and how not to kill each other.
1: I love it. I'm ready. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs>
0: You ready to kill me or you ready to talk about it?
1: I didn't know if you were doing the intro or if I was coming in <laughs> later. So
0: I thought it was a funny. You're like, I'm in. Yes. <laughs>
1: Sign me up. Where is this thing happening?
0: Oh, so let's talk about marriage for a little bit. I know that you and I have shared our story, I'm pretty sure, a couple of times on this podcast, but it's always kind of good to go through the elements of being married and just revisiting the story, you know? Ben and I, we've been married for almost fifteen years.
1: Mm-hmm. Next month, it's going to be fifteen years.
0: And it's been quite a journey. It feels like a cat's life. Like we've had nine lives.
1: It does. Um, it feels like, yeah, several iterations, maybe, of defining our relationship, right? And right. Kind of creating, you know, based on seasons of life and things that we've gone through, and and um, so yeah, it has been it has been quite the journey. Exciting. And yeah, 15 years, I can't wait.
0: Yeah, it's funny. You and I were on the phone. I called you the other day and I was kind of unloading with some of my heart and emotions and like, this is what I'm feeling right now. And you said, well, you know, you go back, you go, you know, have, when we were married, you we had four kids in a very quick period of time.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: got married quickly. And a lot of what you're... Talking about are things that really complicated, or even I think not complicated in a weird way, like we didn't want our kids or anything, but it it made it more intense right off the bat.
1: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I think we were both fully excited to start a family and to be married and to like jump in with both feet. Um, But I think that, yeah, looking back, it definitely was a whirlwind, you know, that I think. that that we both made decisions and and intentional choices to like this is what we're mainly focusing on, and so yeah now fast forward almost fifteen years later, um, there's certain things that we're focusing on with more emphasis now that we that was harder to back then in that season.
0: Yeah, and for those of you that don't know who we are, what we do, we are a married couple. We live in Northern California, in Redding, California, mm-hmm. and we have four boys, ages thirteen. Almost fourteen, yeah. Almost fourteen,
1: twelve, and um, oh my gosh, nine and a half, and eight. Yeah. Yeah. So in about let's see, in January they're gonna be fourteen, twelve, ten, eight.
0: That's just crazy. Yeah.
1: So that's when it gets uh, easy to say their ages
0: (laughs) (laughs) when they rotate. (laughs) That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we, I mean, we work together as well, and have for the past what, well. 15 years. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of,
0: I mean, some, you did work at the church when I was at on staff like that, but yeah, true Same environment, but yeah.
1: Yeah. But it was, there's was still, you know, a lot of like commingling in everything being integrated, you know, from family to work to ministry to, you know, all that we do. So,
0: so, you know what, it's funny as you, as we think about Really, we want to help you guys. You know, like we could go through each element of our story and that would be fun to do. But what we want to do is help you guys. And so if you're in the middle of trying to cultivate a healthy and happy marriage, uh, we get it. We understand there are times when you want to hold each other and laugh and other times you want to hold each other and cry. And there's just other times when you would rather be in separate rooms. And we <laughs> we get and that. we've been
1: on all of those
0: <laughs> In the scenarios. same hours,
1: yeah.
0: So what we want to do today is talk about cultivating a healthy marriage and hopefully just bring out some ideas that will help you um, well in your own relationship whether you're married or not these things are really helpful
1: yeah so there's the kind of five little things that we want to hit and and we'll kind of you know hit on each of them Um, but the first one is to seek out counsel and accountability so why don't you start off on on kind of how we integrated that into our relationship early
0: Counseling was something that I guess I would have seen it as different, like healthy counseling versus being going to a therapist, you know?
1: Yeah, and and accountability is almost even a like another category layer, yeah.
0: But when we first got together, I knew that we would do marriage counseling, like that was something we were offering at our church, and it was what six weeks before,
1: like premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think it was a little sooner than that even, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely kind of the we were engaged, we're leading up to marriage. And let's let's really dive into some things about what we can expect hopefully you know as we start off marriage
0: and did you have an accountability partner before that
1: um I had account p- friends that I was like accountable to but yeah not just one
0: and what were you accountable for
1: for what um you mean when when we were dating is that what you mean
0: well no just in life like did just you have an accountability life. partner before you were married or dating?
1: Yeah, I had accountability um, for, you know, earlier... Is this a joke? (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if you were...
0: No. (laughs) Because we weren't like
1: planning to... Sometimes it's funny, throw, is that if
0: all of a sudden it, like, you were like on trial. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I was like, is he throwing this out to joke? Because sometimes you do that and you're like, no, I'm just kidding. No, go ahead. No, I did have accountability actually. Yeah, there was, you know, I, I dealt with my own journey of dealing with pornography and dealing with, you know, living out purity in my own life. And so that obviously plays into relationships and how we interact together, how I'm preparing for marriage, how I'm coming into marriage. And so, yeah, I had a group of guys really that I was accountable to and would meet with and, and be honest with and vulnerable and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I, I had an accountability. It was more, did around... you have an
1: accountability partner?
0: I did actually. <laughs> uh, we were more, you know, friends that would encourage each other, challenge each other, you know, just a part of the story. Yeah. And then We got together. We had accountability partners on just being engaged and together and how we were kind of stewarding that season. Went to marriage counseling, Mm -hmm. learned some, Mm -hmm. not a ton, because I think we were like, it's going to be easy. I think
1: we were really in a like la la land for sure. We were just (laughs) excited to like, let's hurry up and get to the wedding date because we just want to like be together. Mm -hmm. And so- I think that, and and I was pretty young. You know, you were a couple of years older than me, but like, wow, wow. No, I mean like really? <laughs> maturity level. Why I'm realizing like how young and and needing to grow. You know, I was, but at the same time, being in love and being like, okay, yes, this is just this is exciting. So I think it was, um, you know, I could only retain so much in that moment.
0: Yeah marriage counseling, after we got married, we realized that we still needed that. We needed good counseling and good accountability. And so we pursued that and mm-hmm. it's looked different in different seasons, but anytime we want to grow, uh, we always look for somebody to help us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that something we valued is not trying to figure it out on our own. Um, and or together being each other's counselor doesn't always, uh, usually never works. And so I think we've, you know, we try, we've tried to always have that as a value of seeking out help when we need help before we get to crisis. Yeah.
0: I would say that that is definitely a weakness of a woman. A woman loves to fix a man Mm. and we love to be, we love to solve things I mean, men like to solve things, but women want to solve the man, Yeah, you know, like, so I feel like as a woman, I can easily slip into the relational coach slash, you know, you can do this hype woman, you know, just all of that. And I think I found early on that that wasn't helpful, that the more input I was giving you as a man, the less sexy it was. It started to feel like, wait a minute, why am I teaching you this or why am I telling you this? And so I had to really pull back and realize that I might have the answer or supposedly the answer, supposedly the answer for that. But it wasn't gonna be good in our marriage. Like I needed to see you as separate and my husband and I needed to trust that you could find that information somewhere else and that I wanted to still be your wife Mm -hmm. and the woman in your world, which meant I couldn't be Your counselor and your life coach and your vocational coach and I just couldn't do all those things it wasn't fair to you sure and it really pushed me out of the role of my primary desire which was to be the woman in your life
1: true I totally agree with that so what would you recommend for you know as we talk to anybody that's out there that's looking for, how do I find counsel? How do I get accountability? How do I incorporate that into my relationship or marriage?
0: Well, I think that the Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. Mm -hmm. I would almost say there is a counselor in the multitude of people, which means there's somebody that somebody knows that has a great reputation and can, can counsel. I have found all of my counselors through asking a trusted friend, Mm -hmm. do you know someone that you recommend? And I think a word of mouth. I also just have a few prerequisites. I want them to be a believer. Mm -hmm. It's really important to me that they follow Christ. Not necessarily that the counsel will be about my Christian life or anything, but I need them to understand that I answer to a higher power. I want them to understand that my life is not just about my needs getting met but my life is about vision towards eternal purpose and future and i needed to understand um yeah all of those things and and my value systems that was really important and so um, my counselors have happened to be that some are licensed some haven't been some have been pastors some have been Mm -hmm. you know a couple in the church it doesn't have to be some high-powered therapist it can be just somebody who loves the lord and wants to hear you out but I would say if it, if, it, if it's connected to depression, anxiety, like uh, generational things, I think it's wise, just like I would say, you need to go to your doctor to make sure that you're balanced out chemically and just, you know, there's nothing wrong physically. I think sometimes we can blame it on a spiritual thing or blame it on relational aspect, but really it could be your hormones are whacked out or, mm-hmm. you know, you're not getting a good night's sleep or you're sick. So you want to go to a doctor as well as you want to go to a doctor for your mental space as well to figure out to make sure as you go to a psychiatrist, is there anything that's a residual thing that's just hanging out? And I really am not not able to function uh, at a healthy level on any of my hormones and such.
1: Yeah, No, I think that's great. Well, number two is, uh, let's, let's jump down to this next uh, number two here, protect intimacy and connection.
0: Well, you know, marriage requires a lot of protection. I think in a world that it's constantly trying to destroy our marriages, and you might say, what do you mean by that? And I think what I mean is the world glamorizes everything but marriage. (laughs) They glamorize weddings. They glamorize dates. They glamorize sex. They glamorize all the things. But you don't really see the world glamorizing commitment. You don't see them glamorizing uh, sexual abstinence. You don't see them glamorizing uh, what it looks like to be in a marriage where you are arguing but making up and figuring it out. And it just feels like we often don't realize that there's this this narrative that follows us around that is anti-marriage. And so I think protecting intimacy and connection is really protecting that narrative to know that this is what we want and this is where we're going. And I think one of the ways we do that is we give time and we invest time. And so intimacy and connection requires an enormous amount of time to build the history and the trust to stay connected. And so one of the things we do is we've always protected date nights and we've always protected just time together.
1: Mm -hmm. No, it's true. I think that you know, through every season, whether it's, um, you know, you being pregnant, having kids working through being, you know, a mom with, you know, we had three kids in diapers at one point. Um, I think that was always important to us that finding the moments in whatever season, uh, to connect, whether it was 10 minutes to have a conversation and check in with each other. Uh, also I think, uh, you mentioned date nights. Yeah. For, uh, for a while it was date nights. Then there was a season where, you know, you are, you were just t- tired and exhausted by eight or eight 30 at night. And we tried to, you know, I'm like, Hey, I've got to plan this date night and let's do it. We're going to go out. It's going to be amazing. I'm so ready to connect. And then you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm dying here. <laughs> and so you're like, what if we did a Saturday morning? You know? So I think the, it's not just the connection and like you know, locking yourself into, okay, hey, these are the, these are the, this is how we do it and this is when we do it. Um, But identifying, are there, you know, making the adjustments along the way to be open to doing it differently, you know, being respectful of how the other person receives love as well. I think, you know, the, the love, the five love languages, you know, we went through that early on and you're a gifts person and you're an affirmation person. And so, me trying to love you through you know hey let's spend quality time together or hey let's um you know what you appreciate and you, we do connect but that if i'm trying to love you the way that that i want to be loved it's not always as effective as in terms of building connection you know but i think one thing i think about is i i feel like i've always tried to know or or be a learner of where you're at what Is meaningful to you? What is, um, you know, creates? When do you feel most connected? You know, whether that's you know physical touch. You know, I know it's, we both is important to us, and so reaching out, being affectionate, um, and making sure that that we are good in those areas. You know, if I there can be seasons where I've been oblivious at times, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like yeah, what i haven't been very affirming or i haven't reached out to show affection you know in an you know like a real authentic way in a a, you know a day or two like what you know and we need to reconnect so i think those are some practical ways at least for us that have been um helpful have been have have kept us connected and and protected for sure okay number three take 100 percent ownership of yourself Uh, that's a good one. I think that for me personally, I know there was a big learning curve jumping into marriage and it took me, uh, probably a few years to quite honestly, to realize like, oh, I have a lot to really look at here and, and become aware of in myself. And so that was, that was a journey for me, I think through some counseling through, you know, some trial and error, um, honestly of just realizing, oh, I don't actually, if, I, if I'm if I'm gonna actually be able to grow and become the man that I want to become and show up as, I'm gonna to need to own a lot more of myself and how I'm either um, showing up in a negative way or how I'm deficient in certain ways that I need to grow in. So um, I think that's super important. I think that's something we've you know had a lot of discussions about and something that you you know have gone through as well in your own kind of individual journey and and I think with us.
0: No, it's true. I think that's when we've had moments of breakthrough, like the moment we took responsibility for ourselves wholeheartedly and just one hundred percent, and we we had an autonomy to say, okay, this is where I re- this is where I begin and this is where I end, and this is where you begin and this is where I end. It really it really helps. It makes life manageable. The moment I'm trying to to take care of everything in your life and my life or Leave it all in your court to take care of my whole life and your life is when we get burned out, we get frustrated, we, we, did, we can't move forward. So I think what's the first thing you can do today to help your marriage is take 100% responsibility for your attitudes, your choices, your feelings. Really work hard to take ownership of your internal narrative and what you're doing with your life and stop blaming everybody around you. Stop blaming your spouse for your unhappiness, your bad choices, your feelings. Um, They are absolutely responsible for how they treat you, but they're not powerful enough to make those decisions on the inside of you. So it's really, really important to do. So take that responsibility.
1: Yeah, that's good. And I'll just read this. I love this verse. Uh, It says, And don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe Right there, God, not your marital status, defines your life. First Corinthians seven seventeen, and that's from the message the translation. Um, and that's just, yeah, so good. Um, okay, number four, create and share a common vision.
0: Yeah, I think uh, early on, our vision was to make sure our kids stayed alive <laughs> and that we could live together and do life together, pay our bills. But as we got older, I think our vision changed to, okay, wait a minute, we're out of survival mode. Now what are we trying to do? Where are we supposed to go? Where do we want to go? And I think we started taking a getaway in January every year where you and I would go away by ourselves and we'd spend two days, two to three days, and just outline what does this year look like and where are we going and what are things we need to change and it's that was a really profound thing in our lives and in fact if we went back and looked at things it was the compass to our year it it kept everything going you know true north
1: yeah no that's true and i would just say uh, uh that we have some common you know kind of like family values and vision that that is kind of overarching in terms of hey this is this is who we want to be more of that kind of identity as a as a marriage, and as a family. And then we also have those, um, you know, like you mentioned, kind of seasonal like resets of, hey, what are we, you know, where are we at right now? Let's, let's maybe take some time to reflect on, on the past, what we've just, you know, either come through or like, you know, yeah, maybe landing a year. And let's refocus and reset on what's coming up. And let's, really flesh out, like, how do we want to be intentional to go after some things, to set some goals and, um, just go forward on the same page. Yeah, so absolutely, that's been good. Okay. The last one here is give grace and have fun. Um, I would say the having fun part is something that you've really taught me. Um, and I'm definitely one to kind of be a little too serious at times, um, maybe overly, Um, intense and, and just, you know, kind of move on, you know, like just keep going. I'm more like the, you know, you and me are like the tortoise and the hare, you know, where I'm just like plugging along and you, you know, so I would say, and I'm still working on this, like not taking myself, not taking life too serious.
0: Yeah, I think we definitely have hit those roadblocks where things are very serious on your side. And I would say I am on the other end where I have to kind of get more serious about life and certain things. I don't know.
1: No, I, I think that it is. I mean, I think we balance each other out. I think that you comp- we complement each other Where where I can be... A little bit, you know, you're focused more on the future and you're looking you're looking ahead to like, hey, what's coming? What do I have to look forward to? Let's plan. You know, I mean, for years, it took me years to actually have a real authentic value for family vacation and trips and create and like doing things that are like fun as a family that um, actually I realized, oh, these are actually creating memories and these are building and, and creating bonds Uh, for us as a family, for us as a couple. And they're actually strengthening us and creating more connection rather than, um, you know, me viewing them as like, okay, well, how are we going to do that? And like, is that, can we afford that? And, you know, whatever the the case may be. But I think you've, you've taught me to, to really look for those things that are going to, be added in to like you know 10 years 20 years from now those are going to be I mean it's it's and I can say the same thing is about you know even growing up it's like the memories and the things and the you know the the fun trips or the vacation or whatever were the times that that you know they stick with you
0: yeah it's so true you've gotten so good at that too now like really I've seen such a change in in our lives just watching you decide to have grace and have fun and yeah You're, you are like a different person than when we first got married.
1: I think that I, um, well, thank you. I think that you are still, you know, I would say if I could, I don't know if this will ever change, but I've uh, in the back of my mind, I think I want to be the one that initiates fun and initiates. And I don't know if I've gotten to that point. (laughs) I've, I've definitely am to the point where I'm not like, Oh, I'm resisting. And I don't think we need to do that. I'm more like I'm supportive and I'm in, and you are awesome at like planning fun things. But um, I would say I like activities, and you know I think that's been also fun. And you fun. like sports. I like sports. I like yeah. games.
0: Yeah, you're competitive.
1: Yeah, and we just discovered pickleball.
0: Oh, hey! Which I think those are. Those it's are, super fun. It's just so smoky and hot here, but we think is. we're gonna have a major pickle pickleball comeback tournament. This fall.
1: That's right. It's coming back. So
0: it's something I enjoyed. I didn't realize I'm not competitive, which people are always shocked by. I feel like people always assume I'm this massively competitive person
1: and yeah. i forgive
0: you for judging me that's right people <laughs> i
1: actually made the mistake one time of saying you're competitive you're like what
0: oh what was and that? Then, Is it a meeting you i said think that we were i don't no, know in front of my family
1: oh okay
0: and i was like i after i remember leaving, and then i
1: actually had to think about it and be and like and i said and know i know challenged
0: you i said am i really competitive and you were like yeah like, you're mm. like mm. Actually, you're not. I, think
1: you're, I don't think you are. No, actually. I don't so, go
0: without sin. I mean, I definitely have. I'm aggressive. I'm blunt. I am I have inappropriate humor. These are things that I, <laughs> I have to work on, but I'm not competitive.
1: It's true. So the again, that last one, give grace and have fun. Um, that's super important. You know, we even started playing cards together recently, um, which I'm loving. So, And you're actually... If that but you're still not competitive. Mm-mm. So that does kind of drive me crazy. I just win. Because you just you're good at it, but you're not like <laughs> it's not because you're like, I wanna win. Here's and I'm the thing.
0: If you're not competitive, then when you play and you lose, it doesn't matter.
1: And to a competitive person, that's the worst.
0: Why I don't I still don't get that why? Because
1: it's like I want to be good and I want to win, and then the person who doesn't really even care about winning is like winning, and it's like that.
0: Oh, well, that's dumb. Yeah, because then I can walk <laughs> away, and I'm so happy. It doesn't matter. My identity's not wrapped up in winning.
1: I never said my identity <laughs> is wrapped up in competition, <laughs> and winning. I don't. I won't do anything it takes to win. But, anyways,
0: we don't know that though.
1: Well, I think we do. Uh, just kidding. So, anyways, well, this was fun.
0: It was. This is a good intro to our relationship series on the podcast, and we are going to have a good month. Who are you looking forward to most to hear?
1: Man, we really have some good guests, some great guests coming up. I'm looking forward to hearing from Barry and Lori,
0: yeah, actually, but I, we also
1: have a good you know, a Krista good mix. Krista
0: Black um, is- Krista Smith. I, I'm sorry, Krista Smith. Her Her- That's- Friends Friday mm-hmm. on be, single woman praying for her husband. That was one of the most brilliant conversations i yeah, I had she's on the topic. Be great for yeah, sure,
1: for sure. So
0: and Lor- Lauren and Jay are going to talk about blended families, which I think is phenomenal. She's been in my life for six years, mm-hmm. so I know firsthand that she's yeah, lived been, that out. They've been through a lot
1: and mm-hmm. have a lot to share. That's going to be super and we valuable. have a sex
0: therapist. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. Then never mind. That's uh-huh. I'm interested in that. <laughs> It's going to be a good month.
1: It is. It's great.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, thanks for tuning in today. Babe, thanks for being on my podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And most of all, we want you to just thrive wherever you are. We know the world is in a lot of challenges and difficulty, and there's a lot coming at us, but you know what? Jesus said we could live the abundant life, and he wouldn't have said it if it wasn't possible. And so... We're just two other people in the trenches with you saying, "Let's do this. Let's it's worth the fight." And we love you guys. Have the best week ever and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.